Are you there? Yeah, we are. Okay. All right, we're just getting started. Start with the with the Ovi. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have a
Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jojo and the Lord. Thank you. 
we'll sing one more just to kind of get everybody get your vessels all full. It's raining, raining, raining once again. Spirit of the Lord is moving, mighty rushing in. Holy Ghost and fire pouring out on men. It's given us the power to bring the harvest.
Lord is good and worthy to be praised. Amen. Amen. I tell you what, God is so faithful. So faithful. And uh, thank God that we have a Amen. His promises that we can even always look to and always hope in. Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad he's a prayer answering God. A prayer answering God. It's something. You know, we there's a lot of things we, we should never take for granted. <laughs> we should never take a lot of things for granted even our faith and even our desire to live for God we should never take it for granted it, it comes down to a point where I believe that uh, you know the word of God is so rich God has given us so many things in the scripture promises wisdom knowledge and the Bible talks about his ways being there's no way you can't find out any of his ways they're they're past searching you know we can we can go and we can seek but we'll never run out of the resources that's something that's hard for us to comprehend I guess blows our mind it's unbelievable isn't it almost too good to be true but I'm glad it is true. I'm glad that the word of God is true. Like Paul said, all his promises are yea. And so we have that uh, promise. We have that promise to come. When we come before him, we can access those. We can have access through the Father, to the Father by him. Yeah, he's a propitiation for our sins. He's the go-between. And uh, so we have that uh, privilege. We have the honor that we can do that. Even in that, and even in that alone, saints, we should never take advantage, or never take that for granted, but we should take advantage of it. What I mean is this, what I mean by this, somebody says, somebody's probably saying, yeah, that's good, that's, that's right, that's true. But you know what? To keep yourself in a place with God, that when you talk to Him, He will listen to you. I know I've offended people in the past, just merely by speaking about the word and even coming to the simple task of praying that the Bible says if, if we regard sin in our hearts he won't hear our prayers so if we're not in the place that we should be with him you know what your, your, your praying is futile at best God will not hear you because you have that in your heart and a lot of times we think you know, we, we, I know we do our best to pray sometimes, but you know, our prayer, you know what the Bible says? That if we pray according to His will, that He will hear us, and, and we will receive what we've asked of Him, but it's, it's according to His will. What is His will? That we walk with Him. That we fellowship with Him. That we please Him. And when we do that, uh, praise the Lord, it's, just, it's, it's as simple as this. It's so simple, it's profound, that if we don't really uh, put him in a place where he needs to be in our life, 
you know what? What are we doing? And, and why do we think we will get his attention when, when our hearts aren't even turned toward him? So as a result, you know, the Lord is, yes, merciful and graceful and all this. He's good. I, I understand that. He's compassionate. Yes, he is. But you know what? You will never get his attention unless you come before him in the right mind, in the right spirit. And free, free from any, any sin, anything that will hinder you, anything that will beset you, anything that will weigh you down. It's kind of a fearful thing when you look at it in that sense. It's a fearful thing. When, when, and, and we take that for granted. We think that, oh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do do it when I feel like I'm, I want to do it, and uh, that's, you know. But you know what? That's why the Bible talks about to seek out our own salvation with fear and with trembling, and to do it with diligence, with fervency, diligence and fervency, hunger, thirst longing, desiring him. Hallelujah. That kind of puts it in a whole new perspective, doesn't it? But you know, I found that one thing, and you can study the scriptures, and you'll find this out. It's true. Study it for yourself. And anybody that chooses to do so, and anybody that chooses to uh, humble themselves in that fashion, you're going to find out that you're going to have a lot of power with God. You're going to have power. You're going to have that anointing. That's why the Bible says the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Hallelujah. It's neat when you can pray a specific prayer, God answers you on it. What's even more awesome and blows your mind when he can do it within a second. And you know that's not a coincidence. You know that doesn't happen. It's just not, you know, doesn't just, I'm not a gambling man and I don't throw up numbers. I don't even roll dice. <laughs> but, you know, there's no way that we can look at a situation like that and say, wow, that's, that's got to be coincidence. That was, that was chance. No, it wasn't. It's because God heard you Amen. in a time accepted. That's the beautiful thing about it. Hallelujah. I just feel some things. Don't mind me. I feel some things in the spirit. And uh, praise God. It's good to, when you get to that point, when you talk to the Lord and, and, and you're having a conversation with him and all of a sudden here comes something that you weren't expecting and it just blows your mind. You go, wow. Man, that's God's goodness. God's grace so I'm glad I know him I'm glad I know him I'm glad he came into my life I'm glad he set me free set me free and here I am amen all these years later still pursuing him still loving him that's the goodness of God that's the goodness of God Amen. We're going to continue on with our study tonight about authority. And of course, we've been 
getting different, uh, coming at it from different ways and, 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 and uh, trying to understand what it is. I mean, it's important for us to understand. It's important for us to, to be able to, uh, you know, receive that uh, knowledge. And uh, it's something that's amazing how the Lord can do work in each and every one of us specifically. We're all different people. We all have different personalities, different characteristics. But yet God does a work in us. And his work is, you know, really not an easy work because what he's attempting to do is he's attempting to bring us all together that we can have unity. First of all, if you have unity with him, you'll be able to have unity with one another. So that's important. Unity with him, unity with one another. He'll help you to overcome any obstacle that you have concerning others. So that's why relationship is important with God and with one another. And, and uh, little do we realize this, there's so many things about this that uh, when we try to come to a place of, of understanding what it is to, to really be able to access the presence of God, his, his throne, his power, his authority, even to, to be able to, to receive his anointing. That's important for us to have, his anointing. Comes along with his authority, comes along with, amen, his power. All that is, all, you know, it's all, it all blends together. So that's why it's really important for us to understand the importance of what, what Paul said, endeavoring to keep uh, uh, the spirit in, in unity. That's what we need, the body in unity. That's what we need to endeavor to do that. But that, you know what? That takes a lot of exertion. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of humility to keep ourselves in that place where we can have unity. Anything that surfaces and tries to disrupt or tries to stop that flow of God's spirit, whatever it may be, self, carnality, the world, sin, whatever it may be, even spiritual darkness, spiritual powers, we still have the ability in ourselves to be able to make the, the necessary corrections and, and reproof and get ourselves right and get everything under the blood so we can maintain that unity. Maintain that unity. You know why the early church had such a manifestation of the presence of God? Somebody might say, well, the church was young and in its youth back then. Well, that's, no, that's not really it. You know why? Because they all had their set, they, their minds were set on pleasing God. And they understood the value of the, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost working in them and keep themselves in that place. Every time anything, you know, seemed to rise up, any obstacle, any sin, any division, anything that came to rise up, you know what, they always dealt with it. They always dealt with it and to maintain that unity, to maintain uh, the body, to make sure the body was going to be, you know, uh, continue to be edified and have that unity and harmony with him and, and with one another. And today we still, we still attempt to try to maintain, maintain the same, the same, uh, praise God, Thing in the spirit, that walking right with God and with one another, maintaining our unity and harmony with one another. Anything that comes and tries to interfere with that, of course, 
Somebody says, well, how is that going to happen? Well, obviously, uh, whenever we come into a place of, of entertaining, entertaining uh, thoughts and actions that are contrary to the will of God, contrary to his word, then you know, you know, we're, we won't be able to have that harmony. We won't be able to have that unity. So, so rebellion, uh, I want to talk about it. And, and please don't, don't take it negative again. Don't say, oh, here he goes again. I, I like to, I, myself, I like to learn about these things so I can understand really what it is that I need to do to perform God's will. And, and even to understand what it is that could possibly try to hinder me my faith, my walk with God. And, and because when that happens, you know what? You know what the devil doesn't want us to have? He doesn't want us to have the power of God in this place. He doesn't want us to have authority. He doesn't want us to have the anointing. He wants to be able to, uh, uh, if he possibly could, quench that, stop it, stifle it. And he does it through numerous Ways you know we can talk about our flesh, our carnality. That's that's one of the ways. He can, we can talk about sin. We can talk about the world. All these things that he could try to creep in, and he could try to somehow choke that from you, take it from you, so that you will your spiritual power will be ebbed out of your your faith will be you lose your faith. And and praise God. So that's why we need to be aware of these things. We need to understand these things. It's not negative in a sense. It's positive. So rebellion against authority. We need to understand that. That speaks, like I was saying, uh, you know, earlier, past few weeks, the structure, God structured the church. God structured the family. And that structure has never changed. That's what he ordained. That's what he placed in the home and in the church. So we have to abide. We need to abide by the structure that he has in place. And, and when, we, when we deviate from it, when we're diverted from it, guess what? It, it, breaks that, it breaks that channel of power that we have, that authority that we have. It breaks it. So we just become basically, guess what? Powerless. No authority. Hallelujah. So that's why it's important for us to understand this. Okay, so... So, uh, the areas in which man's rebellion is manifested is, is these areas. It's manifested through our words. It is manifested through our reasons. It is manifested through our thoughts. Unless man deals with rebellion in these areas, the hope of de deliverance is at best dim. So that's why it's important for us to be able to come to that place where we can understand why it's important for us to have that unity and that harmony with him and with one another. That's what we should be striving for. That's why I believe this with all my heart. This, there's power in humility. Power in humility. 
Hallelujah. If you're proud, <coughs> if you're arrogant, if you're self-willed, that's not real power. That's not true power. True power comes in discipleship. Being a disciple. Does anybody know what that word means? A disciple of Jesus Christ. Is anybody in here? A student. A follower. A follower. When we follow God, what did the Apostle Paul say? Follow me as I follow Christ. So there's a there's an order of, of you know God's authority and power. So when we humble ourselves to one another, don't think that you know there's there's really actually no difference between the head and the tail because they're all connected, huh? So if you're at the head, you know doesn't necessarily mean you outrank those at at the tail. You know why? The Bible says. Those that are first can be last. And the last first. So, but where God puts you in the body, where he places you in the body, you need to accept because God knows what he's doing. And you can exercise as much authority as a person who is above you. As long as you stay in the place God has put you. That's something, isn't it? Yeah. And it's a, it's a humble task. First of all, we all have to be proven. We all have to be proven. We all have to find our place. It's important for us to do that. We all have to start at the bottom rung of the ladder and work our way up. What do you think gets us to the top? Patience. Yes. Experience, obedience, effort, humility, effort. Huh? He said, if faithfulness, if you're faithful in that which is least, you'll be faithful in that which is much. So if you if you're faithful, if you're obedient in that which is least, guess what God's gonna say? Hey, that person has done really fine there. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to increase his talents. I'm going to increase his gifts. Why? Because he's proven to me he is faithful. Does anybody know the, the, the word of a person is proven? What is the proving ground? The church. We, we prove ourselves. You know what the Bible says? We're supposed to submit ourselves one to another. Ephesians chapter 5. So submission to one another, we prove ourselves, we prove our faithfulness to God and to one another, we prove it here. We prove that we can, guess what? If you wanna be part of the body, you will be part of the body and in the body. You cannot be part of the body outside the body. You have to be part of the body in the body. So you can't serve God, if you wanna serve God successfully, and if you wanna increase in God, you have to be in the place where God wants you to be. Prove your faithfulness. Hallelujah. That's something, isn't it? But you see, even in that, sometimes the devil wants to try to somehow 
put a wrench in the works and stop. Here's the, here's the thing. Is everybody ready for this? He can't stop God, but he can stop you. <laughs> he can, he can, you know, come against you. He can resist you. He can hinder you. He can, he can tempt you. He'll even try you. He'll put all kinds of pressure on you to get you to, you know, to fail God, to uproot you from the things of God. He'll do that. So that's why it's important for us. Obedience is very important. It's imperative to us to be able to fulfill God's will. So it's important for us to understand. So when we talk about, uh, you know, rebellion against authority, of course, one thing could be our words. Go with me to 2 Peter chapter 2. We might as well get in scripture. That's what we're here for, isn't it? 2 Peter chapter 2. Hallelujah. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse number uh, 10. And look what it says. It says, we'll back up to verse number 9. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the, uh, the godly out of temptation. Do you see that? He knows how to deliver you out of temptation. <laughs> and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh. Oh no, here comes that five letter word again. <laughs> In the lust of uncleanness and despise government. Do you see that? You know what human nature, you know what one thing that we all have in common in our human nature? We don't want to be told what to do. Huh? All of us are self-will. We've got that nature. We have that human nature. Of course, we have the Spirit of God dwelling in us. We have the divine nature. We battle between those two things. and We're self-willed creatures. We want to do what we want to do. What we think is best for ourselves. So we despise government. We despise government, he said. Presumptuous. We're presumptuous. Presumptuous are they. Self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. You see that. Not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Whereas angels which are greater in power and might bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. Woo! Now let me tell you something. I, I, I received something in prayer one time. A lot of people think, you know, we take it upon ourselves to, you know, we all have our place, don't we? We all have our place. God put us in a certain place. We all belong to the body. And what the Bible says about angels, they are, they are uh, appointed to those who are heirs of salvation. 
They're here for us. But let me tell you something. We understand that. They're here for us. But did you realize this? We do not have the authority to direct them. Why? Who's their head? God. The Lord of Sabaoth. The Lord of hosts. He's their captain. We're not. We can't usurp authority and say, Lord, I want you to send angels over here. You can't do that. All you can do is pray and ask God for mercy. And you know what God will do? He'll say angels to you. But a lot of people, you know, I've seen that uh, televangelist say, oh, you need to send some angels over there. No, that's not our place. We're not their captain. That's usurping authority. That's usurping God's authority. We do not have the right. You know why? We're made lower than them. That's what the Bible says about Jesus. He was made a little lower than the angels. So we're made lower than them. We're, hey, we're, we're, we're down a level. So if we need angels, all we have to do is pray and ask God, Lord, have mercy on me. God, you know my need. You know what God's going to say? Hey, come here. See that saint down there? Set up a wall around him. Or set up a wall around her. Huh? That's how it's done. Goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And those are angels. Psalm 23, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. But these as natural brute beasts, in verse 12, made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption. So what, what we say, our, our words, Does you, you know what the Bible says? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. So, so whether we realize it or not, what we say sometimes, we can bring either life or we can bring, we can bring death. Hallelujah. If I read that right, I think I, I think I read that right. Uh, thank you, Jesus. But that's that's what he says. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit of it. In Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's why your words, we need to be careful with our words. Because they can unleash, they can unleash something that is good. They can unleash something that is not good. So by your words, by your words, okay, that's what he says. People do not understand. They don't know. They don't realize. You know, he talks about bringing railing accusation before them, against them before the Lord. You know, I never ever tried to get in any kind of argument or discussion with a demon. I've cast demons out. And even though they try to somehow get you off of what you're trying to do and try to engage in the conversation, you know, you know what I did? You know what I said? I bind you in Jesus' name. You have no place here. Why? Because that's what the Lord wants me to do. 
I see people trying to talk with the devil. You don't mind what you want to talk with the devil. You know why he's here. And so, praise God. That's why it's important for us. We cannot, we cannot outdo him only through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 5. We're still talking about words. Ephesians chapter 5. Praise God. Ephesians 5, verse number 6, I think it is. Let me see here. It says, Let no man deceive you with vain words, with empty words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Wow. Vain words. Let no man deceive you with vain words. That's important for us to understand. We've got to keep ourselves in that place with the Lord where, praise God, we cannot be, amen, deceived. Deception. That spirit of deception. Hallelujah. When the devil talks to you and says, hey, it's okay. <laughs> Feels good to the flesh. Feels good. Hallelujah. Sometimes some some things are just like when they come, and you, and you you know you think about it, and you know if, if if you have if you even have a you know an ounce an ounce of discretion, even prudence, even just to you know. Wonder why it is sometimes we can't hesitate. Some things when we hear it, it's just like we, we don't take that time to try to discern it, to see whether it be of God or not. You know what happens to us? We just give in and we say, okay, without even praying about it, without even thinking about it. We think it's okay. That's why we get ourselves in a lot of trouble. I think some of you know what I'm talking about. So that's why it's important for us to do that. When that happens, guess what? When the thought comes, regardless of who the source is, it could be somebody, it could be a, a, a man, a woman, it could be a spirit, it could be the world. You know what? You need to kind of weigh it in your mind and say, wait a minute. Here's a good question. And uh, how will you be able to confront or deal with a situation like that. <coughs> Do I hear something normally? The words? How do you know God's, how do you know if it's God? Try the spirits. But even to, to be a little bit more specific, you want to try the spirits to see whether to be of God or not. How do you know God if it is God? How do you know? If, if it lines up with his word, if you're more acquainted with your word, 
If you're acquainted with your word, you're, you're something going to go. Your mind's going to go, and it's going to go. Wait a minute. How did Jesus refute the devil with the word of God? Every time the devil came to him and mentioned something to him, Jesus answered him with the word. That's how he refuted the devil. And if you have knowledge, that's why reading your Bible is important. Having your senses exercised to discern both good and evil. I do that. Read. So you become more acquainted with the word so that when that time comes, you go, wait a minute. The word says this, not that. And you know what? The devil deceived Eve because you know what? She didn't know her word. She put a word in her that wasn't even in the scripture. She added to it. So he took, he took control of that. So that's why it's important for you. You know, if you think that you can live for God without reading your Bible. Mm, that's why Jesus said, the word says this. I'm just paraphrasing. The word says this. That's how you know. Because the devil will get you to believe a lie. He'll even get you to believe a half truth. So that's why you need to know your word. That's why you need to read your Bible. Understand it. Just get your, you know, just get that thought out of your mind that it's hard to understand. It's not if you really want to know it. If you really want it, God will give it to you. He'll reveal his word to you. You read it and you go, oh, wow, I didn't know that. And he'll say, mm-hmm. Told you so. <laughs> Some of you might think I'm crazy, but It's something that when I get a revelation, guess what? After all these years, I still go, woo! Huh? Only God can do that. And you know what? Here's the thing. He bears witness with his word, through his word. When you get it, you go, woo! You're going to do that. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So that's why it's important for us. Jude chapter... Oh, <laughs> Got some sleeping minds in the church here. Oh, man. Looks like I'm going to have to go back to prayer here. Lord, they're still not paying attention. You know what he's going to say? Don't fret, my son. I have that same problem. <laughs> I'm just having fun with you all. Amen. Verse number eight. Likewise, all these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion and speak evil of dignities. Woo. We see that today in today's world, don't we? Nobody has respect for authority. Everybody can be free thinkers. 
Have an opinion. Yeah. Huh? Have a word. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. And they think it's okay. They think, oh, I'm adding to man's wisdom and man's knowledge. No, they're not. Hallelujah. He says, yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke thee. But these speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally as brute beast. In those things they corrupt themselves. Man. As brute beast. Ooh. It's almost like you can't, you know, People that want to oppose everything that is godly. I know there's one thing that really is that the devil tries to use. Like Jesus, when he rebuked Peter, he said, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou savest the things that be of men and not of God. In other words, you dwell, you feed off of the lust of man, off of the carnality of man. You feed off of that. That's your thing. Guess what? The, the devil likes to feed off of that. He likes to use. He's going to try to break us down. He'll do it. If he can't get you to sin, if he can't get you to look into the world, you know what he's going to do? He's going to use your flesh against you. And, and he's going to try to get you to, to be disobedient. Be disobedient. And, and he'll, he'll use this as an as a, as a instrument of that. So that's why, you know, we have to be careful because he said, like, natural, but what they know naturally, what do we know naturally? The only thing we know naturally is the world. <laughs> Seems like every time somebody wants to, you know, fall back into sin, backslide, you know what? The only reason why they do it is they go back to that old information. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Go back to that same old thinking, that same old mentality before they came to know God. So that kind of eases you. That kind of makes you feel good. It just kind of pats you on the back and says, yeah, you'll be okay. Yeah. Huh? As natural brute beasts, as a, you know, and that's just the way you are. Because we get to that point where when, when we get stubborn in the flesh, guess what? We, our, our, our tempers rise up. Huh? You can't tell me what to do. I told you I don't know how you feel about this but a lot of people don't like talking about this and we're just having a talk or I should say Jesus is having to talk with you and so as natural brute beasts that's all they know. But these speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally as brute beasts, in those things they corrupt themselves. Wow. Matthew 12, verse 34. Matthew 12, verse 34. All of you probably know this one. <clears throat> And uh, this is what it says. 
O generation of vipers, how can ye being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, the mouth speaketh. Hallelujah. So that just kind of comes out. Your mouth is an outlet of what you have inside. So you can tell people. You can tell people what they what they have, what they hold, what they harbor inside. All you have to by their fruits ye shall know them. Ye shall know them. It's not it's not hard. I mean it's not it's not that hard. Let me tell you something. All you have to do is look at the, the fruit that's being that's being uh, that's growing from that tree. And if it's good fruit, hey, it's a good tree. But if it's bad fruit, guess what? It's not a it's not a good tree. So we know that when it happens, it's not it's not hard. And 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 you know, and, and some people say, well, you know. If you have that life in you, you know what's going to manifest? It's God's goodness. God's goodness. So that's that's why it's important for us to see that. The other thing that the other thing that can uh, cause us, uh, you know, give us problems with rebellion is our reasons, our reasoning, our ability to try to look at things and try to reason them away. Reason. We can come up with a, you know, I used to be like that one. I'll be honest with you. When I was first a believer, I still had that problem. Just a little problem of trying to, you know what? Uh, I'm the kind of person that, this is, this is the way I was. I had to see it to believe it. And I didn't realize faith, you know, faith was the substance of things, hope for the evidence of, not thi uh, of things that were not seen. And so, and, and we walk by faith and not by sight. So as a result, you know what? I was the kind of person that I, my, my, in my mind, I, I tried to reason everything. There had to be a reason. There had to be something about it. I mean, there had to be an explanation before I could fully accept it. I could be fully persuaded. And, and you know what? But God had to deal with me. You know why some of us haven't received what God wants to give us? It's because you know what our problem is? We reason everything out. Well, I don't know. I might, you know, in your heart you say, I want to do this. I'm going to obey God. But then all of a sudden something comes to you. But. <laughs> I know God can heal. But. Huh? I know he can deliver, but it's always got to be some kind of refutation. We refute God, we refute faith by saying, you know, we reason. And the Bible, like, like the Bible says about the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were reasoning in themselves. Reasoning in themselves. In other words, you know what? They, here, they, here they were, they had the word of God in front of them. The, the creator of the universe, Jehovah. The great I am. But you know what? Still, they were reasoning. 
too hard to comprehend the fact that God came to earth and he was standing before them. And you know what? They had the privilege of hearing him. Huh? Seeing him. Touching him. But here they were. Reasoning. Reason. I do, I do certain things. I have certain mannerisms. I do certain things. Even when I'm in need. And if I know something has to be done. And I know I'm, I'm in need. You know what I'll do? Because to me, if I want to say it in that way. It makes sense to me. To do what I can for the kingdom of God. You know why? Yes. Because I know if I, if I bless the kingdom of God. And I know God, the Bible says. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And I know if I bless the kingdom of God, guess what, guess what tells me? I know if I bless him, it, it, it's, it's something temporary I can give to him. Even though I'm in need, you know what God's going to do? He's going to turn around and say, okay, my son, boom. And he's going he's to return that blessing to me. He may return it tenfold, twentyfold, a hundredfold, but I'm going to do it. You know why? Because I know that he always takes care of me. Now, if I was a, a person that reason, I would say, I don't know. I don't think I could give up this dollar fifty. I need this. Huh? I know I can't buy a Starbucks coffee. <laughs> that's about five dollars. Five, five, five bucks there. And I might be able to go to, to uh, 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 McDonald's, Mickey D's to get a cup of coffee, that dollar fifty, and I'll say, oh, I don't know if I want to give this to the kingdom of heaven, because I, my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I like the taste of that, that uh, breakfast bread. Mm, so good. Huh? My reason was standing away, but guess what? It tells me, hey, if you just lend it to God, you know what the Bible says? He's going to give it back to you. Rest together, shaken together. Yes. Huh? Amen. It's going to come. It's going to come in. And you're going to say, oh, I thank God I gave up that dollar fifty. Even if it was my last dollar fifty. <laughs> Praise God. I recently sacrificed a, a, good, a good amount of money for something, for God. And I thought, oh, thank you, Jesus. Please don't rob me of my blessing. I didn't say that to him. I said it to somebody else. Please don't rob me of my blessing. Guess what happened? Not even half hour later. Guess what? I got it back and even then some. Woo! -hoo -hoo. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I knew it was coming. My, my billfold might be kind of flat right now, but guess what? In about a few hours, it's going to be a little wider. <laughs> You know why? Because I know him. I have faith. God will make a way. So, uh, oh man. Wow. Can you guys give me a few more minutes? Romans chapter 9. We're talking about, we're talking about uh, reason here. And uh, in chapter 9. And let's look at verse number 
11. For if the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, but that but that the purpose of God, according to the election, might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, The elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. What shall we say then? Is therefore is there unrighteousness with God? He said, God forbid. So we see here, when we talk about reason, God does what he feels he needs to do. We should never approach, you know, his grace, his loving kindness, his life with, you know, when to reason because he does what he wants to do. Just like we, we're self-willed. We do what we want to do. We, you know, we, we say that, you know, uh, when it comes down to certain things, we just make up our own mind. We don't put our trust in God. And we actually reason. We reason. And, and But here's the thing. We should never reason or we should never doubt God. Never. Rebellion is issued out of man's reason. Did you realize this? The basic, the basic principle of our life, now I'm talking about before we came to know the Lord, before we heard his word, the basic principle of our lives were this, we all knew how to reason. Well, I think we all did, I don't know. Maybe some of us didn't. <laughs> But we all knew how to reason. There's, there's two types of believers. Two types of believers. Those who live by authority. Those who live by reason. What kind of believer are you? Do you live by authority? When I mean that, are you falling into place in, in the structure that God has for your life? For your family and the church. Do you live by his authority? In other words, do you submit yourself to it? Do you obey it? No. Do you humble yourself to it? Or do you live by reason? Do you reason it out? I don't need to be there. Huh? I don't need to put my trust in him. I don't need to obey him. I don't need the Holy Ghost. Huh? I'm good on my own. Reasoning gets in our way. Huh? I don't need to put faith in him. Huh? In all thy ways, what does it say? Acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy paths. But you know what? Our problem is we reason. We say, I don't know if I can do that. Because I'm good at taking care of myself. And so that's, those are the, you know, if we want to break it down, those are the, actually the, the two places right now that you and I, the, the, if we want to say a category, if we categorize it, are we a person that lives by authority? Or are we a person that lives by reason? 
I'm a, I'm a firm believer of what the Apostle Peter said, that humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Humble yourselves under his mighty, 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 mighty. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, and he shall exalt, he will exalt you in due time. If you humble yourself, he's going to exalt you. He's going to lift you up. He's going to give you favor. But it's up to you to humble yourself. If you live by his authority, hallelujah, that's why I say, hey, we're proving ourselves on this side. If we really prove ourselves to the Lord and, and really prove to him that, hey, we're interested in souls. We're interested in being a light. A testimony for you. We want to see souls saved. You know what the Lord's going to say? Okay. You need a bigger place then. But if you're satisfied just sitting there. And if you got your pew. The place in, in, on your pew all marked up for you. You, yourself, and I. Guess what? And he says. Oh, mm -hmm. If you're satisfied with just the. The very few that we have in here. You know what our roles here? If everybody, we baptized since we've been here, uh, since we came down in 2013. If, if everybody we baptized were here, there'd be 123. Where are they? Anybody concerned? Huh? Anybody concerned? That's why we have to quit reasoning. The Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. We reason it out. We use scripture to reason it out. The select few. <laughs> well, we have a, I don't know if you call this a city. I don't know what the how, the, the, how they determine what a city is, how many people, the population that determines the city. But I would say, Lord, I pray for the city because I think it's a little city huh? or a little town. I know a town, we came from a small town, 600 and some people in that town. Now it's less. Whatever, it's just like a ghost town. But I say, Lord, and guess what? You know, I say to myself, 10,000 is the population. 10,046, I think. And Lord, if you just give me a tenth of that, that's a thousand. That's nothing compared to everybody that. That's just a tenth. But Lord, if we have a thousand, woo! A thousand. I believe that the Lord has a thousand souls here. I believe He may even have two thousand souls here. But you know, here's our minds: reason, reason. I don't know. I'm kind of satisfied just being here myself. That's why I, we need to get, our eyes need to get bigger. Huh? We need to, our vision needs to expand a little bit. Man, I was looking in that window of that couple weeks ago. I was just looking in there and seeing, I could see all, I could see everything set in place in there. I could see chairs, I can see people, I can see mingling. Ooh. Wow, looks good. So we probably thought I was crazy. 
Oops, oops. But that's, that's something. Something for everybody in here to think about. Because I believe that's God's will. I believe that's God's will. To shape Vermilion, South Dakota with the gospel. Yes. I believe it's God's will. Thank you, Jesus. So, when we talk about reasoning, and I'll stop there right now, but I'm, I'm just going to throw this at you. So catch it. <laughs> it's interesting. If I talk, start talking about this, I'll probably take another 45 minutes. But did you realize this, that reasoning is linked to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Ooh. When we reason, it's because, you know what, we're eating, you know what, Eve ate of it. Look what happened to mankind. Reason God out of their lives. And we're not supposed to eat of that tree. Praise God. We'll stop there for tonight. Uh, remember the sale, lunch sale in Wagner, Friday. Anybody that wants to volunteer, uh, I don't know what's left on the grocery list. Anybody wants to volunteer, I'm heading down Friday morning, so if you need a ride, you can catch a ride with me. And what else? Don't forget. Oh, 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 hey, I almost forgot. Man, I tell you what. Our, our meeting with Brother Wethy starts on the 26th to the 21st. Of course, everybody knows about that. That Saturday, the 29th, we're going to have a fellowship meal or dinner that Saturday. In the afternoon, probably about noon or 1. It'll be a time that we could all get together and fellowship, spend some time with Brother Wethy and with one another. So whatever you can contribute, if you can, that's fine. If you can't, that's, you know, we'll do what we can. But that Saturday, we will have a fellowship dinner there in the hall. Uh, we were thinking about doing it Sunday, but that's kind of squeezing it in between services, and that takes a lot out. So we'll do it Saturday. Amen. So be advised of that. All right, Lord bless. Greet one another in Jesus' name. Y'all are dismissed. All right, Lord bless. Okay. <laughs>